What is up? Welcome back to Micro Famous. We're talking about where I'm publishing content. And no, it's not the Facebook metaverse or uh, or really any social media platform. And it's a bigger example of some of the, the thinking that I've been doing and some key questions. Like, I don't know who said it, but I've heard the phrase that, um, what is it? Success isn't about having all the answers, it's about having better questions. So at the end of this episode, I want to give you the key questions that I've been thinking about that I think will be the most beneficial to you. Uh, because they'll expose some things that will that will help you make better decisions about marketing going into next year. Uh, and they'll explain some of the things that I'm about to tell you. So um, I've been thinking a lot about kind of what is the biggest challenge for us in the coaching consulting space. And I'm curious if you would agree. So so hit me up if you have different thoughts on this, on what the biggest challenge is. But here's how I would describe what I think is the biggest challenge for coaches and consultants who are kind of building a lifestyle business. If we don't want to follow the Gary Vee model and spend all our time chasing free attention on social media, then what is the best alternative medium to put our content in front of people who don't know us? So there's, there's a few things there, right? What's the best alternative medium to put our content, not just out there, but actually in a way that gets it in front of people and not just any people, but people who don't know us. That really is the key struggle or challenge that faces most coaches, consultants, speaker, author types. How do you get your content in front of people who don't already know you and don't know to look for you? How do you authentically interrupt people in a way that puts your content in front of them in a way that doesn't sabotage your influence and your level of trust with them, but instead the result is they get hooked on you? Uh, that's a very interesting question to me. To me, that's the key challenge that all of us are facing right now in this environment where social media is no longer doing a good job of serving that function. It used to do a pretty good job. You know, back in the days when Gary Vee was writing books like Jab, 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 Right Hook, it could be a really great place to put your content in front of people who didn't know you. I'll get into some other things in a second, but, uh, you know, YouTube was a great place and uh, Twitter and Reddit. And I have friends, they've used Quora and all these kind of things. There, There's always something coming. There's always something out there. The latest rage has been Clubhouse. You know, you're not necessarily putting content in front of people, but you you literally have to show up and deliver the content live. So there's zero leverage to that and it all kind of disappears. People have been using it to record podcasts, but uh, to me, using Clubhouse to record podcasts has the same disadvantages of using any live streaming software to record a podcast. You end up with a live show repurposed as a podcast, which can work in some cases. Uh, but I can tell you, Real Estate Uncensored, we're experimenting with taking that off of live, which it's been since its inception, mostly a live show. And we're actually recording it behind the scenes now as an experiment to see if that improves the quality of the show, because 99% of the audience consumes the podcast, uh, you know, later, they don't consume it live. So uh, to me, like there are just all these platforms that have come along lately that promise to take the place uh, of this alternative medium to put your content in front of people that don't know you yet, mostly have failed to deliver in, in a way that uh, that would work for the kind of people that, you're, that are listening to this podcast, right? The people that don't want to spend hours upon hours a day doing stuff, you know, just to get their content seen. So there's not a lot of easy answers. But when I look at the landscape of content marketing and all the things that we just talked about and all the platforms and stuff, there are a few that are high on my list. Now, of course, number one is podcast. And I mean, both as the host and the guest. Obviously, you should be hosting your own podcast if you're listening to the show. If you're not already, you know, reach out to us because we have an agency that takes care of all the behind the scenes work so that you can just show up and hit record and talk. Like that's the easy answer to that. Now, if you need to be a guest on podcast, that's done best internally. Um, you know, I was on a mastermind call today with a very lovely person who runs a PR agency and they'll get you booked on 30 shows and it's $8,000. Uh, I can guarantee you, you can get booked on 95% of those shows by having a $15 an hour person reach out with a good email template. So 
You should be getting uh, booked as a guest. You should be hosting your own show. All great things. Perfect. Great. That's podcast. That's number one. But what's number two? Well, for me, it's YouTube. And the third behind that is Substack in terms of what I'm seeing out in the landscape right now. Now, if you're in certain markets, certain audiences, like other platforms like Pinterest might be really good for you. Pinterest is a search engine. I have a client who's exploring that right now because she has a brand for mom entrepreneurs and 70% of the audience on Pinterest is female. So uh, it's, it's a very good potential fit there. But unless that's you, those are the three that I see out there. Podcast, YouTube, Substack. So I've already got podcasting pretty much on autopilot for myself, you know, so I'm experimenting with YouTube and Substack. So here's how I think it's going to work for 2022. So I'm launching an official micro famous YouTube channel where I'm going to cover shorter topics related to turning your expertise into a lifestyle business, all without spending all day on social media, right? So just kind of all around the, the my big mission for micro famous, which is to help you turn your expertise into a lifestyle business, but without spending time on social media. So that's going to attract uh, the true introverts. It's going to attract the people who are extroverted in real life, but are digital introverts, social media introverts. So that's what the micro famous YouTube channel will be about. I'm launching an additional podcast featuring conversations around life-changing books. And there's a lot of reasons for that. The podcast episodes will mostly have guests, you know, thought leaders and coach consultant types, uh, some names you'll know, some names you won't. Uh, and I'm going to follow up those podcast episodes with what I would call piggyback videos on YouTube. And that's where they're only going to be five to seven minutes long. I'm going to pull out my takeaways from the podcast conversation. And I'll sprinkle in one or two clips from the original podcast episodes that I highlight the podcast itself and the guest. And then where does all this stuff go? Well, of course, it's going to go on my website, but that's a long term strategy. I'm, you know, I'm a small agency. I'm not really worried about SEO traffic. You know, when people go out there and they look for stuff on how to start a podcast, I'll, I'll be the 10th or 50th or 100th, 1,000th page for, page for all I know. You know, all of your big software companies are going to make sure that they dominate the first few pages of Google for anything related to start a podcast. So I'm not concerned with whether my website is going to be found by people who are searching for how to start a podcast because the likelihood of uh, eclipsing or outranking uh, the SaaS companies that have experts and money deep pockets to go after those search terms, very low likelihood of success. So I'm not so concerned with whether people find my website through search. And of course, all the content's going to go there. But where I really want and am experimenting with putting the content is Substack, which means I'm going to put standalone articles, podcast episode summaries, you know, some of the sketches that I work on that illustrate key concepts and ideas, things that I might normally have in the past posted to Facebook. You know, I used to jump on and do Facebook lives, you know, five minutes here, five minutes there. I still, I still get them in my Facebook memories. And the bottom line is I watched the live reach of those go down and down and down and down to the point where they're not even worth my time to do them. And so the content that I used to just throw up on Facebook occasionally, or maybe LinkedIn or something like that before LinkedIn's uh, reach dropped through the floor, uh, that's going to go on Substack. So what that allows me to do is publish several times a week on Substack for people who want to hear from me more often without hitting the people who are already in my existing email list, you know, with more than they signed up for basically, right? So anytime you have an email list and you're thinking, well, I, I've hit them once a week and that's been a regular frequency for a long time, you don't want to just all of a sudden increase that to two or three or four a week because uh, you will have opt-outs, you will, you will piss people off. And in my case, my email list is made up of people who I actually like. <laughs> they're not people I want to drive away just because they're not going to buy from me today. I like these people and I appreciate them. And some of them are my friends. Many of them are people I would like to be 
uh, deeper friends with. And so I have no interest in kicking them off my email list by getting them to unsubscribe by sending them more content than they want. So I wanted to create a place where people could get more content from me if they wanted it without bombarding my existing email list just out through the same system. Which by the way, you can go uh, see the Substack blog kind of in its current form. It's called the Microfamous Field Report. Just go to microfamous.substack.com. Uh, I'm liking what I see so far from Substack on its customization options. And there's a few people that I follow uh, and I also followed my own blog and I, I watch how the emails from Substack come in and they are insanely clean, very readable when your articles on Substack are translated into email and sent in and put in people's inboxes. It, they look really good, really good. Um, so now let's turn to YouTube. So why to YouTube? Well, first, YouTube was part of my original success with Real Estate Uncensored. Uh, we got really great traction from YouTube between 2015 when we launched to, I would say, late 2017, early 2018. That's when we started shifting the live show over to Facebook. So we used to do Google Hangouts, which streamed to our YouTube channel. Uh, we used to do a much better job back in those days of doing really content-dense, almost webinar-style uh, or workshop style training episodes that had uh, really good searchable SEO driven titles. And so we got a lot of traction uh, from YouTube back in those days. We put about 4,000 emails into our list for free because people were finding our videos on YouTube, even though they were full episodes and they were clicking over from the episode on YouTube over to a simple lead magnet page. In that case, it was like a scripts, like a dialogue PDF. And, you know, I don't know whether we can reproduce that level of success in today's environment on YouTube and use YouTube to build the podcast audience for the micro famous, you know, brand, you know, that remains to be seen. But I do believe there's an opportunity there. The discovery and optimization tools on YouTube are just too good not to explore. Now, for our clients in the agency, regardless of whether they produce videos for their podcast or not, and we recommend everyone does, but we use the search, the discovery, the optimization, the keyword tools available on YouTube to recommend to our clients which episodes to do. Usually about once a quarter, we'll go in and do a deep dive into their search terms and stuff like that and just see if we can find something interesting to recommend to them to do episodes on. And so we're helping our clients get the benefit of the discovery and optimization tools on YouTube. Uh, but you really don't get the, what would you call it? The, uh, the analytics, the, the special insights, that you can glean from YouTube just by doing SEO keyword research, right? Like there's, there's things that you can do on YouTube that are just absolutely insane that only apply if you have a YouTube channel, like seeing exactly where you're losing people in a video so that you can go back and re-edit the video and you know, cut out some material or edit, like re-change the video around so you get better engagement. Like there's so many things like that you can do on YouTube. Um, it also allows me to experiment with building, I don't know what, what I might call a cross-platform show, you know, in the Microfamous book, if you look at that, that was, that came out uh, February of last year. You know, I talked a little bit in there about how I believe podcasting will evolve to where the, the terminology podcast might actually go away. And what we're left with is a show. You have a show and, and certain bits of it are, or it's put in certain forms out to different platforms. That's where I see the world evolving, especially in the near term future, right? At least until Apple and Spotify get their act together and catch up to YouTube in terms of those analytics and insights that we talked about, I see podcasters looking at YouTube as a way to become more discoverable, more searchable uh, to new people. Uh, YouTube has also uh, hired a, I don't know what you call it, a director level head of podcasting. So YouTube is getting ready to make some moves in the podcasting space. Now, whether the consumer public responds to that, I don't know. 
you know, there's a lot of people that search for podcasts on YouTube, but you know, if you look at people that are successful with it, like Joe Rogan, um, there's no way they're consuming the entire episode on YouTube. His clips do really well there. And it like his episodes get a lot of views, but you'd have to look at the back end of his channel to see what the engagement really is on his full episodes that are posted there. My bet would be people spend some time listening to it on on YouTube and then they go open their podcast up on their phone to finish listening to the entire episode. So I've noticed that about my own habits. So I don't know what YouTube is going to do in terms of like putting full episodes on there. Uh, I think the opportunity there is to do more of a hybrid where you do a show and you have a certain tactical, like here, here's what I'm going to do uh, for YouTube is tactical content for YouTube, tips, tutorials, tricks, tactics, things like that, short, punchy, actionable, searchable. Whereas the strategic long-term Zen, calm, you know, that kind of thing, that longer form content, like what we're doing here, where we're having a conversation that goes on the podcast. And to me, that's a good split in how you think about your content. Tactical goes on YouTube strategic goes on your podcast. So if you can't say it in less than 15 minutes, that's automatically a podcast episode. If you can say it in seven minutes or less, throw it on YouTube. Um, there's a sweet spot there where your content might work for some. Uh, there's a crypto podcast I've been listening to where they actually take these eight to 10 minute videos that were originally put on their YouTube channel and they repurposed them as podcast episodes. And that can work. It can work. It's a just it's a really small sweet spot where the same content will work for both platforms. So to me, it's a hybrid where the opportunity there is to use YouTube to do shorter videos that point people to the longer strategic episodes that live on your podcast. So now that's just my answer to a set of questions that I've been asking myself. And that's what I kind of teased at the beginning, because I think these questions might be helpful for you, too. So here are the key questions. Uh, I'm going to go through them and then we'll kind of elaborate on them. So here's question number one. If my business grew from the systems I already have in place, what sort of content would I do just for the fun and the enjoyment of it? If the business grew from the systems that I already have in place, what sort of content would I produce just for the fun and the enjoyment of it? And this is really important because once you do content creation for a while, you know, I've been running the Real Estate Uncensored podcast for, gosh, six years. And uh, and this Microfamous has been around, I think, since 2018 in various forms. So I've been doing this for a while, and I can tell you that if podcasting doesn't give you something back in terms of energy and enjoyment uh, along the way, you will quit. That's just the bottom line. You can't, my, my belief is you can't just produce content for the end goal if it doesn't give anything back to you in the meantime. So if you're not a big fan, like if YouTube is exhausting to do and you're only doing it because you feel like it's the thing that you should do, then I wouldn't do it. I would tell you not to do it. I mean, I can tell you that's exactly why I experimented with Instagram years ago. It's because I felt like it would get me the results, but I didn't actually enjoy the process. Now there's specific reasons why I don't that I uncovered later. But in the, in the early days, I was just like, man, I just, I don't enjoy this. Why don't I enjoy this? And so I eventually had to dig into those reasons and figure out why I didn't enjoy it and come up with a different platform to, to be active on. So if the business grew from systems that you already have in place, what sort of content would you produce just for the fun, just for the enjoyment of it? That's a very important question to ask yourself. Here's question number two. What are the platforms where I can put my content in front of new people in an authentic and sustainable way? We talked a little bit about it being sustainable by giving enjoyment uh, and joy and fun. And that's one element of being sustainable. Sustainable also means that the requirements to be successful on that platform have to match with the rhythms of your life. 
Um, you know, I've got my YouTube channel for, uh, for music, which is called prayer prompts. And they're like 10 minute, uh, instrumental video uh, videos of just me playing uh, a certain track of music that has a specific theme, like prayer for forgiveness or a prayer for a good day, a prayer for motivation, prayer for grieving, uh, prayer for new beginnings, things like that. And what I've learned about that is that it, it, the frequency required to do a channel like that is you've got to pump out a video once a week, maybe more often. And I'm having to get more disciplined with myself because I tend to be lax on that because it's a side project and not my main thing. So my discipline goes into making sure that the business runs and this side project of mine sometimes gets put on the back burner. And I looked at my stats the other day and realized I put out one video last month because I had a couple of that were in the works that didn't get finished up. So I had to get more discipline with myself this month to hit that once a week mark. So to be sustainable, it's got to be, you know, the requirements for success on that platform actually have to fit the rhythms of your life and what you can commit to. So question number three, what platforms would allow me to pay to promote my content so I'm not forced to rely on social media to drive traffic or reach new people? Because we can all put content out there. You can put it on a website, but if you can't drive traffic there, it's invisible. You might as well have not bothered. So what are the platforms that allow you to pay to promote your content so you're not forced to rely on social media to drive traffic or reach new people? YouTube is one of those places, right? You can pay through YouTube ads. You can pay to promote your content. Uh, you can do the same on Facebook. Uh, and uh, there's people that are masters at that, and they're amazing, and I, I admire them. Uh, I am not one of them. Uh, I don't have the enthusiasm for Facebook ads that other people have, and you need that enthusiasm, that enjoyment and fun along the way in order to do it sustainably so that you actually get results from it. So what platforms allow you to pay to promote your content so you're not forced to rely on social media to drive traffic or reach new people? So YouTube, uh, podcasting is getting there, but it's not great yet. Uh, Pinterest allows you to do that. Um, Substack does not allow you to do that yet. Um, but Amazon does. So if you have a book or a pamphlet or a booklets or a series of books or something like that, you can pay to promote those on Amazon. Um, I'm, I'm a big novel reader and uh, uh, not a big novel reader. I'm a book reader and I delve into novels <laughs> on top of the seven business books I'm reading at any one time. And uh, I've come across several really good novel series uh, on Amazon through the author putting their kind of promotion, um, promoted posts in my feed of books that I've been looking for that are similar to other books that I've read. So you always want to go for a platform that allows you to pay to play, so to speak, so that you're not just limited to what you can do organically. All right. And final question is what platforms allow me to create content that stands the test of time, content that becomes an asset that will still be relevant, discoverable, and searchable years after it's created. So that's something that I always think about. And it's why I was never a big fan of TikTok, Snapchat, or Clubhouse, right? Because they're all variations on the same thing. You show up and you have to be there doing it in real time, interacting, engaging in real time in order to get any traction. It's not a long-term searchable, discoverable um, type of content asset where people can find it years later. You know, I have people, speaking of my Real Estate Uncensored show with the YouTube stuff, uh, we have episodes from 2015, 2016 that still get hundreds of views a month. It's ridiculous because people are still finding those episodes five and six years later. Do not go find those. I look uh, much younger than I do now. Um, I've had lots and lots of work done the last few years to maintain uh, maintain my looks. And back then, I did not have that sort of cash. Uh, no, that's a joke. Um, I just looked younger. So don't go look at those. Okay. So those are the questions that um, I think social media companies and even marketers don't want you to ask because what they do is those types of questions strip away the hype of social media platforms and 
they drive home the point that mostly social media has become sales. And I know that sounds weird, but let me explain. The way that social media is getting to the point now, and we're not talking about the established creators, we're not talking about the Gary V's of the world that behind the scenes are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on ads and getting, you know, it's rumored that they're getting a boost to their organic content because how much money they're putting into Facebook's pocket. I'm not talking about them. We're talking about emerging thought leaders, coaches, consultants who are trying to build their audience. They have a small audience and they're trying to make it bigger. If you want your content to be seen, it's getting to the point where you have to engage with people so that Facebook or Instagram will show your content to the people that you're engaging with, right? Facebook and Instagram want you to be commenting. They want you to be uh, liking. They want you to be messaging people, right? They want you to be interacting, engaging, and then they'll show your content to those people. So if you want more reach, you got to engage with more people. And when you engage with others' content, Facebook and Instagram will put your content in front of them. Now, is that bad? Not in general, but that's not the promise of social media to the business world. That's not how it was sold to those of us in the business world. Social media was sold as a way to get thousands, even millions of people to see our content. There was supposed to be a massive leverage, right? You create this piece of content and it's going to be out there. Hundreds or thousands of people will see it, maybe even millions if it goes viral. That was the promise of social media to those of us in the business world. So if it's now gotten to the point where we have to engage for hours a day with specific people that we hope will see our content, how is that not just sales, right? It's just one-to-one -one communication. We might as well just message them and start a real conversation, right? So as things in the media, uh, you know, the social media world continue to change, we have to change with it, which is why I'm experimenting with things like YouTube and Substack in my world, little world while I work on my business development system inside my agency that continues to bring in prospective clients for the agency. So hopefully that gives you some insight into my thinking process, but more importantly, some uncomfortable questions that you can ask about your own marketing so that you make decisions, great decisions, better, better decisions, strategic decisions going into next year. All right. That's all I've got for you today. Thanks so much. If you want to launch a podcast, I mentioned that already. Just get in touch with us. There's a link below this, uh, this episode, or you can go to getmicrofamous.com and watch a little video about that. And if you just have questions, uh, if you are confused as to your, your own marketing strategy, or you've got a whole bunch of different products and programs that you're offering, and everything just feels scattered and chaotic, and you want to break through all that and get to a place of calm and clarity and confidence, just reach out. Let's, let's have a quick conversation. That it's something that I'm exploring working with some people on. Uh, I don't have anything set. It's just something that I'm exploring. So if you're interested in working together on something like that, just reach out, get in touch, uh, shoot me an email at matt at pursuingresults.com. Uh, or you can look me up on Facebook. It's just facebook.com slash getmicrofamous. And uh, let's just have a conversation. Maybe there's a way that I can help. So thanks again for listening. We'll see you on the next episode.